Welcome to Paladins of Voltron, an unofficial podcast about the Netflix original series Voltron Legendary Defender. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at POV underscore podcast or on Facebook at POV podcast, or you can email us at feedback at POV podcast.com. I'm Jeremy, and with me, as always, is Jason. How are you doing, Jason? Always is in three episodes before this. Yes. Six episodes, seven episodes after the eight episodes after this. Always, yeah, yeah. always works. I can't do math. Why am I trying to do math? <sighs> Silly me. It's hard. It is. Let's watch <laughs> cartoons. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, today we're going to be looking at the fourth episode called Greening the Cube, written by Lars Kenseth and directed by Eugene Lee. Uh, the the episode begins with the paladins outside the ship making some repairs. Hunk is being directed by Princess Alora as to what to do, but he can't read Altaian. Pidge works it out after Lance tries to do it and almost blows everyone up. The castle then heads into an area that looks like snowballs while the, the paladins are still outside, and they start to have a, a snowball fight with it, but... Pidge realizes that they're actually spores and she takes one in to examine it. She discovers that there is a hidden message in the spore. And um, when they plot the, the course to where the message came from, uh, Cran reveals that it's the planet um, that was home to the Okari. And they are the universe, the universe's best engineers and had the ability to shape metal and, um, then Koran showed the team a cube that the Okari, the Okari gave them that, uh, that could repeat sounds. And as Koran is talking about this in the cube, Pidge is just going absolutely nuts, just like looking at it from all angles and, you know, very anime expressions and just, she's in love with the technology. So she's excited about going to this planet and then gets upset when they discover that the, the um, coordinates are actually going to the forest and not the city, but they soon encounter the people that sent the signal and um, they, they are the Okari and they've evolved to use nature much like they've used machinery in the past. Uh, their King had been captured by the Galra and has forced the population of the city to work as slaves to build a super weapon. The leader of the rebels shows the team how they, um, how they cre create their equipment from nature and, uh, when she tries to show them how they can do it, Pidge is the only one that's able to actually interface thanks to her knowledge of science and probably an apparent connection with nature, uh, likely through the green lion. They devise a plan to rescue the King. However, when they infiltrate the Galra fortress, they discover that he's not exactly being held prisoner. He sold his people out and he calls security to help capture the, the paladins as they're trying to make their escape. Pidge makes a save in the green lion and rescues the paladins and the King. The Galar weapon is has been finished though, and the Paladins uh, they form Voltron to fight it, and the the weapon is a giant cube. Uh, it acts much like Karan's, except in instead of repeating sounds, it re reflects back whatever blasts that Voltron had fired at it. Voltron tries the um, blazing sword, and suddenly one giant cube is now four smaller ones. So Voltron separates back into the lions. And they try to find a, another way to defeat the cube. Pidge and Green Lion through this have for, formed a greater bond and a, newer, a new ability is unlocked. Green Lion shoots a blast at each cube and a giant plant grows out of it. The cube is defeated, but the Gaura have also escaped. The Paladins leave after freeing the Okari people and they got a promise from the Okari to help when it's time to 
to push back against Zarkon. However, once they're back in the castle and have a laugh, suddenly the Gower fleet comes out of hyperspace and the episode ends. So I thought this was another good episode. I was initially thinking that I wasn't going to enjoy this episode as much. And it turns out I really did like it. Um, it's a, a pitch-focused episode, which I, I do like to see, but sometimes you're afraid that it's just going to be overexposure to one particular character. And yeah, it's... I thought they did it very well. This, I mean, Pidge was the focus, but everyone else got a chance to, you know, to shine a little bit. Yeah, if you remember last episode, I spoke about how Pidge has had her uh, anime moments. Obviously, yeah. much more this this episode, <laughs> and they're great. Um, Pidge is probably my spirit animal, in that she says she hates the outdoor because of poison oak and sun, and, and her then. Yeah, and then at one point <laughs> says, uh, when the Okari says, you must have a connection with nature. And she goes, not really. My allergies won't let me. <laughs> Which, as someone who refuses to eat outside at work on a, mm. on this, during the summer because of my allergies, I can understand completely. Yeah. Uh, as someone who has suffered through many a summer at Boy Scout camp with allergies. Yeah, really. Yeah. It, it, some of us are not really made to spend a lot of time outside. I, I'm looking at two, two people right now, some pretty yeah. pale skin. So I think, <laughs> I think I can agree with that. Um, yeah, this episode had definitely had the potential to not be great, and it's it's, it's hey, guess what? <laughs> it's really good. Um, the the idea of them using you know uh, wood or you know the forest to, as building mm -hmm. materials, but they're still mechanical. You know they. At one point, they're in a section of the woods, and I think Shira was like, where are we? <laughs> they're like, oh, the armory. And they just pull like these seeds off a plant and start shooting the guns. And I'm like, yeah. that's great. Um, the moment And they had these wooden mecha yep. things that basically just came from the trees. Yeah, and Pidge is able to activate one. <laughs> and Lance has his hand on the tree, and he's trying, and nothing happens. Like, he goes, I think mine's just a tree. <laughs> yeah. The comedy on these episodes yeah. are just great. And this is an episode where the green line is down. The other four lines are getting the crap kicked out of them. And you can, <clears throat> you can juxtapose this with, um, you know, the comedy. And this is an episode where Voltron doesn't get the job done. Voltron is separated, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, Voltron fails. Yeah. Voltron tends to fail a lot, <laughs> which is, an, a, you know, another that's more of the paladins probably than anything else. Oh, absolutely. No, if more trained paladins and Voltron. Would I'm sure fall. Voltron could have used the Green Lion's power if they knew about it. Right. Um, exactly. So any the twist of the king uh, basically selling out his people, mm -hmm. which is a tropey thing to do. But that's the thing with the show. They do tropey things and they do it in a good way. And boy, Shiro, you see the bad side of Shiro. Shiro's having none of it. He yeah. throws that guy down. He's like, this this guy has sold you out. He's basically well, turned you into and slaves. You, and you see at the beginning of the episode where the leader of this resistance group says the king's name. And they're all like, you know, praising the king's name. And then after Shiro reveals all of this, it just immediately changes. Yeah, that was their god king. And uh, yeah. that ended poorly for them. Um, the beginning of this episode is really fun. Where they're trying, Alora and Koran are both telling them what they should be doing, and they're using Alora. They're using words that they don't understand. 
Yeah. Lance is just like, oh no, you just do this. And he basically sets the castle on fire almost. Um, I, I want to know how the writers come up with these words. Probably, uh, probably the same way they name characters in Star Wars. <laughs> There's a book somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and they have that fun little fight at the beginning. And, you know, you see, yeah, it, it's, you see the, the lighter side of the paladins where, you know, their task is done. They can have a little bit of fun. But then at the end, when they find out what that king did, it's like, oh, 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 nope. Mm-hmm. We are not happy campers right now. Yeah. So, um, I think it was neat seeing that there's another environment where a particular lion shines. Like you saw yeah. uh, the blue lion in the water is really more powerful in the water. And then the green lion obviously has this connection with nature. So on a green planet, I'm sure the green lion is a little more powerful than normal. Oh yeah. Yeah. The only thing, the only line we haven't really seen that yet with, I guess at this point is because the, the black lines is kind of all throughout the series and little bits and pieces. Um, kind of the yellow lion but the yellow lion's thing is it's big and bulky or no i guess we get the episode there's an episode we, we, where we do yeah get we get an there. episode with with yellow lion yeah so yeah so, they, they actually do fill all the requirements and stuff um the, the particular blue and green lion does play into the original series you know where the lions were housed underwater or in the forest yep uh the red lion and lava yeah um yeah and you know they they allude to that kind of in the credits eventually if the series ever gets to earth i wouldn't be surprised if that's what they end up doing but it'd be interesting that at this rate they never have to get to earth and it'll still be fine it's not like it would be you know a travesty if the if they never end up on earth or anything mm-hmm. like that although i'm pretty sure at some point they'll end up protecting I, I, I would like to see them end up on earth because oh, yeah. there's unfinished business with the galaxy garrison and the cadets mm-hmm. yeah and there's a big part of season one where it just hits them all like wow as long as we're doing this we can't go home <laughs> yeah. um you know lance is very beat up hunk is beat up and you know they have this there's this great thing they are these paladins of this powerful force for good in the universe they basically can't live their lives anymore what i would like to see is because the people on earth did see the lion yeah i would like to see that like the when they get back to earth they see the galaxy years and has kind of reverse engineered what they've seen and you get vehicle voltron Dang, boy, you just called out vehicle Voltron's coming. Dang, they can totally do that. In my head, Ken, that's what happened. I I don't think you're wrong. I could see them totally (laughs) doing that. That'd be cool. Um, They can make vehicle Voltron cool. I will admit, I've never seen anything of vehicle Voltron. Um, Have you seen the um, Robot Chicken? Probably, but that was years ago, I think. Look that up. I will. I remember the breakdancing Voltron Robot Chicken. That was a classic. <clears throat> so um yeah i'm just trying to th- like oh yeah in the end of the episode where they're you know they're having fun there's all the cubes they're all copying everything they says they say and then zarkon ship appears and koran goes oh no and then all the cubes go oh no <laughs> yeah like, that was funny but then this is the only show i know that could take that moment of oh crap and make it funny yeah it's like oh i can't believe they did that they pulled it off oh my god well, and then you're just left with this is an entire fleet in credits. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which in an, in a weekly episodic show that would be like, oh crap, I cannot wait until the next week. But Netflix, you're like, twenty seconds countdown. All right. 
yeah, this is, I'd love to see the numbers from Netflix because I guarantee you maybe less than 0.01% of people didn't go right to episode five after episode four. Mm-hmm. I'm just, numbers pretty low. So yeah, great way to end it. Good. That's not even a cliffhanger. That's dropping the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that is a mic drop. <laughs> a mic drop to end Voltron. Uh, and then I think finally the last point I have here is just it's nice to see that the team gained some allies. Um, yes, the Okari did promise that they will help, you know, with whatever the whatever the Voltron team needs when it comes time to mount that last fight against Sarkon. Yes, yeah, so we have the 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 Blade of Marmora. We've got the, the Okari, um, the um, oh shoot, season one, the uh, Allor- Illusion or Illusion. Mm, the yeah. people nearest. Right. They they aren't a big help though because they're tiny. Right, but they are a member of the Voltron Alliance. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, Alora's decree, so that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, it's nice to see them built because obviously Voltron by itself isn't going to get it done, um, especially since Zarkon demonstrated some control over the Black Lion in their meeting at the end of first uh, the first season. So they're going to need some help. And they're getting that help. It's starting. You can see the threads of where they're going to end up, what they're trying to do. They're, they're just gently seeding it, but they're still seeding it, which is really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm with you. I thought, eh, this might not be the best episode. Yeah, it's a pretty good episode. So, yeah, I think uh, I think we can give this one a thumbs up just like the last three. <laughs> yep. Show is batting a thousand right now. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. That kind of continues. <laughs> so do you have anything else you wanted to bring up on the show? No, I think I covered pretty much everything. It's nice that we're seeing all the the lions get their powers and the the paladins growing with the lions and what that's doing. And, you know, it's just this is stuff that easily could have been like thrown into the first couple episodes of season one and they'd have nothing to build on. But they space it out fine. So good on. They're doing great. So, yeah, that's that's my last my last point. They're doing the the story arc and the writing and everything is is pitch perfect. I think another well-paced episode. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at POV underscore podcast, Facebook at POV podcast, or you can email us at feedback at POV podcast.com. And you can subscribe, uh, wherever you, you find podcasts, um, we'll be there. iTunes, Google play. Um, you can see this on, on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe there. Give us, uh, five star um, reviews and, and ratings and you know Voltron's five lions we only like five stars there it is there it is you just that that that's that's it that's where we're going from now on yeah. don't forget you can comment on the post for each episode too yeah yep and uh, we assuming that you guys like it like us and give us feedback the next episode is probably going to be a feedback episode very possible you might also see us in different shirts then or maybe we'll just wear the same clothes each time we record and you'll have no idea when we stopped we won't remember no not that well although chances of me wearing a transformer shirt is probably pretty good so yeah (laughs) all right well um thanks a lot for for watching or listening and we will talk to you guys later see ya 